Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast for Monday, August the 23rd of 2021. I'm Lucas Smith. We are talking Adam Wainwright today. We're talking the disappointing series against the Pittsburgh Pirates today. We're going to have the highest of highs with Wainwright and the lowest of lows with the rest of the series. All that coming up on today's Locked On Cardinals. You are Locked On Cardinals. Your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Happy Monday. Welcome into the show. Once again, I'm Lucas Smith, host of the podcast, and I hope you guys had a good weekend despite the Cardinals dropping. Two out of three games to the Pittsburgh Pirates. And not only that, but they dropped two out of three games to the Pittsburgh Pirates at home in Bush Stadium in St. Louis. And that, that is just a disappointment of all disappointments. And I know that you know there are a lot of Cardinal fans out there that might not think the Cardinals are a playoff team necessarily. But I think we can all sit down and agree on the fact that the Cardinals should be better than the Pittsburgh Pirates. We know for a fact that Adam Wainwright is better than the Pittsburgh Pirates because Adam Wainwright was dominant yet again against the Buccos, this time coming back at St. Louis in his third start against Pittsburgh this season. He's probably going to line up to get another one next weekend when they play a four-game set back at PNC Park. So we're going to start with the positive of all positives, and that is Adam Wainwright breaking down his start from Sunday afternoon as he just dominates Pittsburgh as well as the so-so, pretty okay offensive performance on Sunday. Uh, but nevertheless, it was a, a mediocre, subpar, bad offensive performance on uh, both Friday and Saturday. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Lock on MLB. Be sure to join Walking Baseball Encyclopedia, Paul Francis Sullivan. But please call him Sully as he takes you a look through the majors, both past and present, with exciting interviews and downs from around the league, including guests like myself. I've been on a handful of times. So be sure to join that. Uh, podcast. Uh, subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcasting app, or if you're watching on the new YouTube channel right now, I greatly appreciate it. Uh, be sure to follow me on Twitter at LJ Fastball, and you can follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals. There's a Twitter handle on the YouTube page. So Adam Wainwright, yesterday, he goes. Eight shutout innings, gives up just two hits, strikes out nine, and just absolutely dominates and takes over this Pittsburgh Pirate lineup. He has been dominant against Pittsburgh all season, and it has been absolutely uh, no secret to anybody that he has been dominant against the Pittsburgh Pirates. His computer's etching up just a bit. My apologies. Um there we go. YouTube pages give me a little fits. I apologize for that. He has been dominant against the Pittsburgh Pirates all season. The stats back that up. In three starts against the Pittsburgh Pirates, 23 innings pitched, 10 hits, an earned run, a walk, 24 strikeouts. That is a .39 ERA. That's right, a .39 ERA. That That is as good as you can get. The one run came back in a June start against the Pittsburgh Pirates. When Adam Wainwright went six innings, gave up just one hit, it was the home run that ended up being the difference. But Adam Wainwright has been quite literally a lifesaver to this team here in 2021. Because when Adam, when Jack Flirty went down, this team did not have an ace. It didn't. And Adam Wainwright has stepped up, not just since Jack Flirty went down. It wasn't just when Flirty went down that Wainwright said, okay, I'm going to step up. I'm going to pitch really well this year. 
Adam Wainwright has pitched incredible every single step of since before Flirty went down and now after. Yeah, he had a couple of rough starts early, but in his last seven starts, he's got a 176 ERA. He's 5 and 1, 51 and a third innings, just 10 and run, 36 hits, seven walks. That's key. I'll get to that in a moment. Seven walks, 44 strikeouts, a .84 whip. This is going to be his lowest ERA since 2014, if it stays on track. And now it's lower than it was last season. It sits at 3.10, according to MLB.com. He's got 12 wins on the season, 162 and two-thirds of an inning, on pace to have the highest inning total since 2016, when he won 198 and two-thirds of an innings. And Wainwright, just unbelievable. It's unbelievable what he's doing. Not only is it unbelievable because he's just so old, not so old, he's 39, but it's just unbelievable that he's been able to do this because we really know what you're going to get from Adam Wainwright. You know you're going to get a cutter, a curve, a sinker, maybe a changeup, and a fastball. But you know 30% of the time, it's the hook. As I like to say on the broadcast, it's the old Uncle Charlie. And that's his Twitter handle, for crying out loud, Uncle Charlie 50 And usually when a pitcher has just one pitch that they go to so often over and over again, that's going to be a reliever. It was It's Mariano Rivera's cutter. It's Trevor Hoffman's changeup. But no, Adam Wainwright's curveball has stood the test of time for so long that even as a starter, he has one pitch that he can go to any count, any situation, and feel pretty confident about it, no matter what the situation is or the count, like I just mentioned. The lead, whether the runner's on base, no matter what, Wainwright feels good about that curveball, and it is a lethal curveball, in my opinion, one of the best of all time especially from a starter standpoint, because usually as a starter, you, you want to have three or four, five pitches that you can go to in any given count. But Wainwright has been able to know how to pitch in, out, up, down. I know it's, it might be a cliche, but he knows how to pitch, not throw. And that curveball is a very good example of that. Adam Wainwright, the, the key point that I mentioned him in his last seven starts, he's got just seven walks in those last seven starts. In his last 15 starts, he's got 20 walks and on the season, in 25 starts, he has just a minuscule amount of, uh, excuse me, 39 walks. That's something that the other Cardinals need to take note of. Whether it's KK Kim, whether it's Alex Reyes, Giovanni Gallegos, anybody in the bullpen, John Gant was he was when he was still here could have used these notes and knowledge. But Adam Wainwright continues to show that when you don't walk anybody, or when you walk very few amounts of people, things tend to go well for you. Make players put the ball in play. And I know from an offensive standpoint, the goal is to put balls in play. But nevertheless, as a pitcher, don't put Freeman on base. It's the oldest trick in the book. It's the old, it's the thing coaches have been saying since uh, T-ball, even. Or I guess not T-ball. You don't pitch in T-ball. But since Little League, don't walk, throw strikes. Adam Merritt has done that and more. He really wanted to go out there for the ninth inning today, pleading his case with Mike Schilt. I would have liked to have seen him go nine innings, maybe get Alex Reyes another day of rest because the Cardinals do have an off day today before a quick little two-game set with the Tigers. But eight innings out of a 39-year-old is remarkable. And it's remarkable that Adam Wainwright is doing this at age 39. He's pitching like he did when he was 29. He's literally pitching like he was 10 years ago, and that is how much Adam Wainwright has stood the test of time. He's a remarkable pitcher. Let, 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 look, um, you know, 10-10-29 season, he did not pitch because he was hurt with Tommy John, but let's just go a year before that in, 20, in 28, 28 years old, 2010. He was 20-11 and 11 and 33 starts, 2.42 ERA, 230 innings pitched, an uh, ERA plus of 160. Pretty dominant. Second in the Cy Young got robbed by um, 
to Lincecum. And this year, the numbers are on track. Maybe not to be that good, but the point still stands that he's pitching like he hasn't in a very, very long time because he's been solid in years past. You know, he, he was solid last year at a 3.15 in a COVID shortened season. A 4.19 ERA in 2019 is, is pretty respectable for a 37 year old. But a 3.10 ERA for a 39 year old, close to be 40 year old, is remarkable. Adam Wainwright is showing no signs of slowing down. Absolutely zero signs of showing down. It's been remarkable to see. And I don't know how long we're gonna how much longer we're gonna have this. You know, he said in an article to Ken Rosenthal a couple, I guess, months ago at this point in the athletic, that it's either gonna be this year or next. I think that if he continues to show that he can pitch like this, he's been the Cardinals' most reliable starter all season for crying out loud. You gotta bring him back. I think he's a more clear-cut, cut-and-dry case than Yadier Molina. Yadier Molina, we, we can debate, and some of you might be saying, oh, it's no debate, it's no sign. Oh, it's no debate, it's a yes sign. Adam Wainwright, I don't think it's a debate because I think it, it's, it's a yes sign regardless. He's a remarkable pitcher. He still has something in him. He is pitching above average in just about any metric you want to look at. ERA plus, FIP, ERA, innings pitched. He's up there in all of them. Some of them for the first time in a long time. Highest is going to be his lowest ERA, like I mentioned, since 2014, if it stays pat. His ERA plus is um, higher except for last year than it has been since 2014 when we're looking at full seasons. His FIP is a very solid going into the start, a 3-7-1. He's just, all the peripherals are there. The peripherals are there. The stat cast things are there. The traditional stats are there. And the intangibles are there. Adam Wainwright means so much to this city and this team and again, you could argue that Molina does too, but Adam Wainwright is putting his money where his mouth is and producing. I know Molina had two hits on on Sunday and had an RBI. That's great. Let's talk about Yachty a different time. Let's just all sit here and marvel at the fact and be, be amazed at the fact that Adam Wainwright is doing this at 39 years old. And let's be amazed at the fact, just in a little, little wrinkle before I take my first break, he did this on the day that the Cardinals honored Bob Gibson. Bob Gibson's son threw out a first pitch to Tim McCarver. What better way to honor Bob Gibson than dominating like Adam Wainwright did? The only other way to only better only other better way that I could think of to honor Bob Gibson is by throwing a complete game. And Adam Wainwright was three outs away from doing so. It, it, you, you just can't make this stuff up. Zach Wheeler did it a uh, complete game, almost threw a no-hitter, but threw a complete game shutout against the I believe it was the Mets, but um on the day that they honored Roy Halladay retired his number in Philadelphia. Adam Wainwright did the same thing, or nearly the same thing, I guess, when the Cardinals honored the late, great Bob Gibson celebration of life because they weren't able to do it last year when he passed away passed away in October uh, after the season had ended. So a great way to, to honor Bob Gibson, a great win for the Cardinals. And uh, before we get to the negatives, I'll talk a little bit about the positives of Game 1, and then it's going to sadly having to talk about the rest of the negatives from this weekend because there are plenty of them. But all that, we'll take a quick break first and then get into the rest of the baseball this weekend. I share a bed with a Pro Bowl quarterback, an Olympic swimmer, and a national women's soccer star. I should, I should explain. When I hear how many elite athletes sleep on a molecule mattress and call it their best sleep ever, I order one for myself and they are spot on. Now, I'm no elite athlete, but I officiate. I get out there and exercise and I deal with, with some sleeping issues of, of a sore back every once in a while. I get too hot sometimes and wake up in the middle of the night. But Molecule Sleep Scientists literally created the world's most perfect mattress. It's unlike any other mattress in a box. 
It's cool to the touch, not like other foam mattresses. It has six times the airflow of my old mattress, so it keeps me cool all night. It has zone reflex layers that adjust with me all my weird sleep positions, so I never wake with a stiff neck or sore back, and it's antimicrobial. Molecule mattress is how elite athletes get the best sleep ever. So sleep on your Molecule mattress risk-free for 100 days. If you don't like it, if you don't have your deepest, most restorative sleep ever, then return it. Visit onmolecule.com and save 20% with the promo code LOCKED ON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKED ON. Again, save 20% with promo code LOCKED ON at onmolecule.com. Like I mentioned, all the negatives of this weekend as the Cardinals do fall twice in three games against Phillies or Phillies against the Pirates. Let's talk about some of the good things that came on Monday. Yes, they were two for eleven with runners in score position and did strand nine runners. However, Paul Goldschmidt had a two-hit day, a double and a home run as he continues to produce and be on a torrid, at least you know, a, a hot stretch nonetheless. And you look at the last week, he's hitting 419 on base with 455, slugging of 710, a home run. He's 13 versus last 31. He's got two home runs in the last 15 games with a 377 average. Paul Goldschmidt continues to prove the fact, and whether he admits it or not, or likes it or not, he gets hotter as the season heats up, or as, as the temperatures heat up, I should say. So he sent one into Big Macklin for a run. Yadier Molina had an RBI base hit, as well as Harrison Bader. It was a really good piece of hitting. I know Bader is going through an awful stretch here in the month of August. I know that. I'm not trying to defend him. Again, that's another conversation for a different time. His average has dipped back down. His OPS, he's three for his last 27, 10 for his last 57. So the last three, two, three weeks have not been good. Darrison Bader. I know that. But it was a nice piece of hitting in his last at-bat on Sunday to drive in the run and provide insurance because without a large new bar leaping catch. I don't know if I call it diving, but leaping catch. Alex Reyes might have had another, or it wasn't, might have had another uh, blown save or at least another run allowing uh, appearance if Lars Newtbar doesn't make that play. So good for Harrison Bader to provide insurance. So Harrison Bader, Yadier Molina, Paul Goldschmidt. Lars Newtbar also had a two for four nine. He's having an, he love Mr. Newtbar. Time to get into the negatives. Because there are plenty of negatives to go around. The Cardinals, even yesterday in their win, 2 for 11 with runners in score position, they stranded 10 runners on base. Not great. Now, we go to the game on Saturday. The Cardinals fall this one late 5-4 as the bullpen um, falters. The Cardinals had 10 hits. They were 2 for 7 with runners in scoring position, and they left 9 runners on base. Lars Newtbar had a costly error. Pittsburgh Pirates score three in the top half of the seventh. Thanks to Key Brian Hayes. I know Ethan Smith of Locked On Pirates is very happy about that. He's a very big Key Brian Hayes enthusiast. He had a single in that top half of the uh, seventh inning, and the other runs came on a Yoshi Sutsugo single. Um, and then um, Harrison Bader did throw Brian Reynolds out. Um, Bader to Sosa to Molina. So Bader, even when he does struggle, provides high-quality defense. Yes, he had a bungle of an error on Friday night, which I'll get to. Um, I mean, to laugh because it wasn't funny. It was actually quite awful because uh, that ended up being the difference in the game in addition to the Cardinals not hitting, but I'm getting ahead of myself. So I digress. On Saturday, Cardinal bullpen was not able to get it done. 
J.A. Happ with a quality start, both in terms of the stat that I don't like and in terms of just the descriptor of his start. Six innings, six hits, two earned runs, a walk, eight punch outs, those two runs given up via the um, via the solo home run. Hennessy Cabrera gave up his first earned runs in a while as he gives up three earned across in innings of work. Luis Garcia and TJ McFarland continue to prove that they are valuable options out of this bullpen and giving Mike Schilt more options to trust. And that very well might just be because they are fresh, have not been used as much as Hennessy Cabrera, Giovanni Gallegos, and Alex Reyes. And we could just we could just be seeing fatigue out of those three, and that's why they're struggling right now. But nevertheless, Garcia and McFarland have shown that they deserve more high leverage situations. There's no question about it. They both had kind of tumultuous start to their Cardinal careers, but have proven that they deserve more high leverage situations. But nevertheless, it was Hennessy Cabrera's not not turn, but it was his it was his doing of blowing a lead of why the Cardinals fell on Friday or I'm sorry, on Saturday night. And for another reason, like I said, offensively, they went two for seven with one of the score positions, trended nine, but they only had two extra base hits, Paul Goldschmidt and Edmundo Sosa. And Edmundo Sosa is getting a lot more starts than Paul Goldschmidt right now. So let's talk about that for a moment. I don't think that either Paul Goldschmidt, or no, I'm sorry, I said Paul Goldschmidt. I meant Paul DeYoung. I don't think that either Paul DeYoung or Edmundo Sosa are long-term options at the shortstop position. I don't. I think that Paul DeYoung is a streaky, streaky hitter. He's okay defensively. He's going he's to make most of, if not all, he's going to make probably 95% of the routine plays. Edmundo Sosa does have his moments, but I think Edmundo Sosa overall is the better fielder. And I think when Edmundo Sosa starts, he hits, especially when he starts at home. He's very good when he starts at home. So I think he should be the starting shortstop for the rest of this Cardinals. If you disagree, let me know. I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to call anybody out, but if you do disagree, I'd love to talk about it. Let, let, let's talk. DM me on Twitter, LJ Fastball. DM the show on Twitter or Instagram, LO underscore Cardinals. Email the show, lockedoncards at gmail.com. Let's have a discussion. I'll talk about it on the show some more. But I do think that Edmundo Sosa is proving to be a valuable commodity to the St. Louis Cardinals team and organization. And he, he, t- to me, he's the kind of guy that guys, managers like Mike Schultz and coaching staffs like Mike Schultz love. Baseball intangibles, able to make the baseball play, um, and, and you know that kind of sounds kind of corny, but just able to make all the right plays and make good decisions on the baseball field. Again, he's young; he's made some mistakes, and I do not think he's a long-term option. I still would love to see the Cardinals go after a shortstop this offseason, whether it's Corey Seager, Carlos Correa. I struggle with just because of the, the Houston history, or, tre- or Trevor Story. I think any three of those guys would be an improvement over DeYoung slash Sosa. But credit to what credit to do. I think Sosa has done a remarkable job off the or off the bench, but in a replacement role for Paul DeYoung. And credit to Mr. Sosa. I think that he should get the bulk of, if not be the, starting shortstop for the rest of the season for the St. Louis Cardinals. He was uh, he had two hits on Saturday. O'Neill, Goldschmidt, Edmund also had two hits, but Sosa had one of the two extra base hits for the St. Louis Cardinals. And what, what sucked about Saturday is, you know, you, you, you had the the comeback after the top of the third Cardinals score a run. Cardinals give up a run in the top half of the fourth, another home run given up by Hap. And then the Cardinals put two runs in the bottom of the sixth. Great comeback. And then let up three runs in the top half of the seventh. It was just high, low, high, low. And this offense has not shown to be uh, traditionally uh, able to kind of play in a slugfest or able to make too many comebacks this season. 
And you just thought that this might have been one of those times where they do make a pretty, I don't know, I was going to say historical, but at least a pretty solid comeback effort. And the Cardinals have not shown the ability to do that this season. So Saturday was a tough night for the bullpen, you know, because like I say, usually the Cardinals are going to win when they pitch well. And they had solid starting pitching all three games of this series. Michaelis was, especially given the circumstances and the context of him, of that start, pitched very well. J.A. Happ, very well, six innings, two earned. And obviously, Adam Wainwright pitched extremely well on Sunday, like I talked about in segment number one. And Adam Wainwright continues to defy father time and say, hey, I'm going to keep on pitching whether you like it or not. Um, but the, the, the series was, was an odd time where the bullpen, um, both the bullpen blew it on Saturday and the Cardinals just didn't hit on Friday. That, that, was, that was evident. They blew too many runners with scoring too many chances with runners in scoring position. So we'll talk about Friday next. And it was just really difficult to see the uh, Cardinals fall on Friday after a really positive win on Thursday. So talking about Friday's game, as well as previewing a little bit of the upcoming Detroit Tigers series next on Locked on Cardinals. First, I want to tell you about the best tasting protein bar in the business. That's right. I'm not lying. It is Built Bar. They have nine delicious flavors. They have something for everyone. And each one of these bars I'm about to tell you about are covered 100% in chocolate. Coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. I love myself some chocolate. And I'm a big sweet tooth, but I also want to stay healthy. So that's why my favorite and my go-to that I just ordered to my new apartment double chocolate but like i said there's something for everybody and get yourself a mixed box where you get two of each of the nine flavors not only are these built bars incredibly tasty but they're healthy as well 130 to 180 grams of protein or calories excuse me 17 to 18 grams of protein four to five grams of sugar four to five grams of net carbs just to clear up the confusion 130 to 180 calories and 17 to 18 grams of protein so they're all amazing flavors they're all tasty and they're all healthy where are you going to lose? You're not with Built Bar. So order yourself a pack today, whether it's the mixed box, double chocolate, raspberry, whatever. And Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So we'll be eating like the USA track and field team and getting protein like them. Another reason to get Built Bar. Well, you want another reason? Great. Go to Built.com right now. Use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, to get 15% off your order. Reasons galore to go order at a Built Bar. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. And it's that time of year again when all eyes are now turning to football. At least most eyes, because your eyes are still locked on Cardinals. But teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spo and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including the online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, open now at BetOnline. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100%, that's right, your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to also take advantage of their opening day super promo where you make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of the great offers available for the 2021 season. 
promo code for the welcome bonus is L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, locked on. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Friday's game was just all sorts of disappointing for a multitude of reasonings. One, they were facing the Pittsburgh Pirates. Two, they were at home. Three, they were coming off a, an exceptional win against the Milwaukee Brewers. Four, you had Miles Michaelis show up and not give up an earned run. And five, you had the bullpen give up two extra runs to just put salt in the wound. Five, you had the offense not show up. So Friday was just a bad day. Uh, it, it was a bad day at the office, a bad day to watch. This team right now just at, at some point r- r- really isn't fun to watch, when, especially when they're losing at home to the Pirates like this, losing two out of three. Because as positive as I was in segment number one, don't get it twisted. This was still a bad weekend for the St. Louis Cardinals on almost all accounts except for the positive of Adam Wainwright. That's it. Because this team, any playoff hopes – were, in my opinion, were, were, were stalled with this losing two out of three on at home against Pittsburgh Pirates. And I think that there was an account on Twitter that, that said it bet STL uh, Sports Central, one of the biggest Cardinal and Blues, um, biggest Cardinals and Blues uh, covers, excuse me, they, they said the Cardinals need to win seven out of the next nine to really have a chance. Uh, so they need to go seven. They've tweeted this on August 21st. The Cardinals must go seven and two at worst and their nine game stretch against Pittsburgh and Detroit. Um, so that, and by that logic, they need to win the next six games. They won last night or yesterday. So that's a win. But again, Friday, just to talk about it, it was just painful. The Cardinals had 10 hits. 0 for 7 with runners in scoring position. They left 12 runners on base. And Harrison Bader, who's a polarizing topic enough, had the costly air that, quote-unquote, cost the Cardinals the game. But again, what cost the Cardinals the game, really, in the moment, it might have been the Harrison Bader air. But it also was the Cardinals not hitting and striking out 10 times, 6 against Keller, the starter. And don't forget that Harrison Bader also helped out Miles Michaelis a ton with two diving catches Earlier in the game, a rare bad error by Harrison Bader. Pittsburgh Pirates hit the ball four, had four hits, scored four runs. Cardinals had ten hits, scored zero runs. And the Cardinals had no extra base hits. It's all singles. It was frustrating. It was it was very frustrating. And, and to be honest, I don't like being super negative. I love the Cardinals. I don't like just just bashing them and then hating on them all the time. So I'm just going to chalk up Friday to what it was. It was a bad game. It was a brutal game to watch. It was awful, just awful. Not a fan of that game, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna d- discard it. So if l- let's just say we we want to be extremely positive now, as we about to close out the show, if the Cardinals are wanting to make the playoffs, I agree with at STL Sports Central. They need to go seven and two. So therefore, they need to go six and zero oh and have a seven game winning streak against the Tigers, Tigers and Pirates. Is it doable? Sure, because it's the Tigers and Pirates. But also, this Detroit Tigers team is not as bad as they were earlier in the season, and the Cardinals lost to them. The September schedule, like they, like STL Sports Central said, and I talked about last week, is absolutely brutal. You got the Reds, Dodgers, Mets, Padres, um, and Brewers. You know, the only non-playoff threat the Cardinals are playing are the Chicago Cubs, and that's four times. Every other game is, is against either a playoff team or a playoff threat, a threat to make the playoffs. It's going to be a tall task. It was an ugly weekend. I hope your Monday is not going terribly, but I really hope it was better than the weekend. 
I, I hope uh, Cardinals don't play today, so you can't be disappointed by them now. But uh, some some Cardinal news that did just break as I'm recording this Sunday evening. Um, Cardinals out. KK uh, left elbow inflammation evaded from the 10-day IL. Junior Fernandez has been optioned to Triple A Memphis. So we'll see. Uh, I, that, that broke five hours ago, so I guess I just missed that. So I pol- uh, apologize for that. Um, but we'll see what we'll see if KK Kim is going to be a starter or a bullpen and KK Kim back on the major league roster. Again, according to that Cardinals Twitter account five hours ago, as of this recording tomorrow's show is going to be a series preview of the Detroit Tigers series, uh, breaking down the, the, the probables and the, the Cardinals uh, play at six forty-five and then 12, 15 uh, on, on Wednesday and then they have a four-game set against Pittsburgh Pirates where they're all at evening games except for, again, on Sunday where they play at 12.05 Central Time. At least we have baseball. Uh, you know, after a year of only 60 games, we've got 162 of these things. So I guess we've got baseball. That That is the key. So um, tomorrow on the show, like I, said, like I mentioned, we're breaking down the uh, series probables and breaking down the Detroit Tigers series. It's going to be a quick one. And l- let's just hope the Cardinals can give it back to the Pirates after the, or the Tigers, the Cardinals got swept in a two-game series by the Tigers earlier. Hopefully, they can return the favor in this next two-game series. I hope, be hopeful that you are watching uh, tomorrow or listening um, uh, on your favorite podcasting platform. Be sure to subscribe wherever you want to um, consume this content on Twitter, on any of your podcasting platforms, or on YouTube. Follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. Make sure you also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. And be sure to email the show anytime at LockedOnCards at gmail.com. But until I talk to you guys next time, which hopefully will, uh, which will be uh, Tuesday, but hopefully um, it's after, it's going to be a positive one looking into a Cardinal win against the Detroit Tigers. Enjoy your off day and be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.